Good morning, and we are welcomed at this time, as we are every other week, by Congressman Greg Pence, who represents Indiana's 6th Congressional District on Capitol Hill. Good morning to you, Congressman. Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, recovering from the uh, Bengals' loss in the Super Bowl. However, uh, on a good note, uh, I did get my first uh, cherry thingling from Schmidt's Bakery oh. of the year. So I got that. Well, I hope that makes you feel a little better. I haven't got anything making me feel better yet. So mm. I'm out in this 13 degree weather at the moment. Oh my! Wow. But uh, yeah, it is cold. But uh, tell you what, I hear it's uh, supposedly going to warm up this week. So. Oh, I hope so. Yes, it's uh, welcome. Welcome to the state of Indiana, as they say in the Midwest. And uh, first of all, Congressman, uh, something that caught my eye was um, a CNN.com. Uh, article about uh, uh, what you've been dealing with as far as uh, your brother, the former vice president, and uh, what happened as far as certifying the election uh, January 6th, a year ago. Uh, and you give us your thoughts on that. Yeah, Tom. So, well, I voted, uh, I certified Arizona. I didn't certify Pennsylvania. I had actually talked to the uh, Senate pro tem in Pennsylvania, and uh, he explained to me how they had looked the other way while they were breaking the law and putting out voting boxes and sending out uh, uh, votes to people that hadn't requested them. So I voted uh, to decertify that, and I actually signed on to the amicus brief. But, you know, that was a year ago, over a year ago. Um, Right now, um, my opponents, or rather the uh, Democrats, are trying to make divide our party, and they're doing a darn good job of it. CNN chased me around a couple of days last week at the, in the middle of the week, we came home and they wanted to know uh, if I agreed with my brother's comments that the president was wrong. And uh, my quote was, I will always stand with my brother. I stand with my brother. Now I love him very much. And that kind of took them back a little bit. I mean, what do you say to that? Right. But, I was with my brother that day on January 6th. I went to support him. It was a difficult day. Uh, The decision he made, I stand with him. Uh, I believe he did what he had to do. He, uh, because of that, he's out of a job at the moment. And I say at the moment, I think my brother was really a hero. You know, Tom, everyone, all the other leaders left the house. Uh, They were, they were whisked away. Uh, my brother Michael did not. He refused three times. He said, I am not leaving this building. Uh, you know, there's some folks, the ones that I got a lot of friends, actually, that were out there protesting, and I believe it was a protest, um, and a legitimate protest. I believe there are about 700 people who decided a riot uh, was a better thing to do, uh, and uh, I don't think it was an in- insurrection. I don't think it was organized enough to call it an insurrection. And those 700 people never should have done such a dumb thing and break into the Capitol building. But, you know, it's time for me and my party to move on. Uh, and that's, that I feel very strongly about that and have for quite some time, having been a witness to it uh, and uh, having been part of it. So thanks for asking. All right. And, uh, of course, uh, another thing that uh, 
you uh, did on the House floor, uh, getting back to uh, you know the people's business. Uh, you spoke about the uh, fentanyl crisis affecting Hoosiers, and in particular, uh, you quoted uh, Decatur County Sheriff Dave Durant and uh, what uh, fentanyl is doing uh, to uh, his jurisdiction. I did, Tom. You know, I said I stood up and I said, you know, the border crisis is now a fentanyl crisis, uh, and. Don't listen to what I, I'm quoting myself, don't, don't listen to what I have to say about the crisis. Let me quote what the sheriff's in the district. And uh, I quoted Sheriff Durant. He actually said um, the fentanyl crisis isn't a crisis, it's the crisis. And I met with him last week. I was back in the district Thursday and Friday, and we visited some more about a number of other things. But, you know, I, I, I quoted, I think, five sheriffs in the Indiana 6th District about the effect fentanyl's having on crime, on death, on suicides. Uh, It's it's terrible. It's really terrible. It's all going up. It's gotten worse. It's coming across the southern border. Southern uh, fentanyl is flowing into Mexico from China. We know that. Uh, I am on the law enforcement for the Republican Party. I wanted to be on that. Uh, I'm all, all, as you know, I've always been supportive of our our law enforcement in in every uh, area. And you can't believe the stories that we hear, Tom, about kids carrying over fentanyl in water bottles, okay, sealed water bottles. And so they're, they have to take the water bottles from these little kids that are crossing the border because, you know, we keep the little kids. Uh, we, we, uh, we don't send them right back across the river. But, boy, the, the cartel's very organized, and it's, it gets up here. You know, people say, well, how does it get that up so fast? Well, well, they drive up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only, what, 12, 14 hours from the border, so it's getting here right away, and it's, it's everywhere. And so, yes, I did. I, I went to the floor, and I'll keep going to the floor and talking about what happens when you have an open border and we're allowing fentanyl to just flow into our country. It's killing us. All right. So again, uh, as uh, Sheriff uh, Durant said, uh, fentanyl is the crisis. So, uh, but uh, yeah, yes, and, and uh, of course, um, uh, moving on to uh, some other topics, uh, you had uh, spoke uh, in the Energy and Commerce Committee about inflation and price gouging, and uh, seeing that inflation uh, rose to about seven and a half percent over the last year. I did, Tom. You know, I, I thought it's almost comical. People always say to me, you know, you. You and your brother are such nice guys. Well, I wasn't a nice guy in that hearing, I'm telling you. We had witnesses uh, from the administration saying the reason that we have inflation is because businesses at wholesale and retail are price gouging everybody. Well, we have a price gouging law in the state of Indiana, so I've dealt with that in my career, my 40-year business career here. And... I said during the hearing, it's my experience that price gouging, when it occurs, is a sole retailer that has just stuck it to the public just to see how much money they can make real. It's not a widespread issue. He had testimony that inflation was caused by price gouging, and we need a federal price gouging law. And so, and I actually got upset because there was an economist on there explaining that, well, all these businesses, because of COVID, had raised their prices to a gouging level. And I said, well, if they, 
if they could raise it because of COVID, why didn't they ever raise their prices before? What happened to price elasticity and the science of economics? And she didn't say a word back to me. I, I was just angry that they were trying to blame their failed policies, uh, trying to cover up, I rather, their failed policies with a federal price gouging bill. Let's keep having Washington run everything, okay? If, if you sold your cookies or your donuts, uh, if, if your baker charged you too much today, you could file a federal complaint and they would have to defend themselves. Ridiculous stuff, Tom. Absolutely. Inflation is being caused by the monetary policy and the excessive spending of this administration. Yeah, so they were so they were wanting a, a, a I guess, a, no uh, no other way to put it, I guess, like a top-down approach is what they're looking for. Well, that's, you know, that's what Washington, D.C. would like to do all the time, Tom. They'd, yeah. like to, they'd like to control everything. They'd like to control everything we do well here in Indiana. They'd like to kind of take over and give us a California style. All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead and take a, a quick timeout. We'll continue our conversation with Congressman Greg Pence right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our visit with Congressman Greg Pence. And uh, also, uh, Congressman, uh, you had uh, put out an op-ed about uh, opening the people's house to the American people. And uh, can you explain a little bit uh, your thought process behind that? Well, Tom, I'm thanks, Tom. I'm, um, I'm very fortunate. I get to spend the next two weeks out in the district. I'm out in the district heading out today, uh, heading out to uh, Richmond, spend some time. You know, the, they call Congress the People's House, and we've been closed now for two years. And you and I have talked many times how I go out there when a lot of other people are zooming it in, if you will, to committee hearings or proxy voting. I have done neither of those where uh, attendance was allowed. Uh, I've, I've never voted by proxy, period. Um, and, and I wrote an edit, a letter to the editor, which got picked up by a lot of stuff. A lot of folks, and this was a letter to Nancy Pelosi. Open the house up. I mean, Tom, I get out, I go out to Washington D.C. and I used to meet with folks. School, you know, we're getting into the spring classes. Eighth grade classes come out and visit the house, and we take them on tours, which I love to do. People from the district come, and I get to take them on tours myself. Can't do it. Can't go in the house. You can barely go in my office. If you come, if you come to my office, you have to register at a desk now. And it used to be you could walk in building. You got to you got to go through security, which is is a good thing, as it should be. But now Washington D.C. is just plain closed, and I think that's absolutely horrible. Because you know what, frankly, Tom, and you and I were talking earlier, uh, Washington D.C. just wants to run everything. So you know what, you you stay out of here. We're in charge. You stay home. We got this from Washington D.C. We're the bosses. And what's the uh, genesis behind it? Is it uh, the pandemic? Or is it maybe uh, what we uh, open the uh, program with? Or uh, what is it exactly, do you think? I think, it's, I think it's a continuation of the January. I guess I think everybody coming out from the Indiana 6th District is going to be uh, Antifa. 
and going to want to overthrow the government or some. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting not to cuss. But, uh, you know, Thank it's you. absolutely ridiculous, Tom. Huh? Yeah. You, you can't believe why. Is it COVID? Can't be COVID. I mean, can't be COVID. When I walk off the floor, I got to walk through a, a, just a, 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 a like dozens of reporters standing there. You know, so we're not doing any six foot feet distancing. And you don't have to wear a mask when you're in the building. I do on the floor. But so I, okay, so maybe COVID, but what's that got to do with people's house? All right, say you have to wear a mask, which I completely disagree with, but you just can't go in the place. I guess because everybody's a carrier of COVID or something, or maybe they're they're all insurrectionists, according to Nancy Pelosi and her crowd. All right. So, well, with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, switch topics, lighten things up a bit. And, of course, you alluded to it mm-hmm. earlier, uh, visiting uh, uh, with the Cater County Sheriff uh, David Durant, also uh, Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh, Police Chief Mike McNeely, and as well as other folks around the district. Uh, can you uh, tell us a little bit about those? Well, uh, so one of the things I want to keep saying, and you and I have talked about this, I am the Indiana 6th District, will be until January of 2023. Uh, so I represent the district. And I. so last Thursday and Friday when I was home, when I got, I got home Wednesday night, we got out and we went to Switzerland County. We went to Dearborn County, Aurora, Lawrenceburg. Uh, we got to Greensburg, Madison, uh, just out in Columbus, you know, just out all over the place. Uh, Jennings County, North Vernon. And, and I'll just keep coming. I'm, I'm available and I'm going to do the work and I'm going to get the input and represent those people that are in the sixth district, even though, uh, in a year, those same areas aren't going to be part of the new sixth district. It is right now. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going away until the job is done. All right. And then of course, um, again, uh, this kind of reiterates uh, what uh, what we've talked about before, the fact that uh, you can still uh, contact your office uh, uh, through, and again, through the end of the year if uh, people need uh, help with a federal agency. And uh, what is that uh, contact information, please? Thanks, Tom. Pence.house.gov. Any issues you have, give us a shout. Pence.house.gov. All right. And then uh, anything else before we uh, let you get back to your day, Congressman? No, hope to see you out in, in the next uh, number of weeks while we're out and about. Once again, our thanks to Congressman Greg Pence for joining us this morning. Next up, we'll hear from State Representative Randy Fry with his weekly legislative update. And that's coming up right after this.